This is a music show from a heavy metal perspective. From dancing to death, to dark throne to Dr. Shrinker. Buckle up, things are about to get heavy. This is the Metal Podcast. Let's rock and roll. And welcome to another episode of the Metal Podcast. Thank you for... um, Hanging out with us, we've got a very special episode, and as you can see, we've got another guest with us, but before we introduce him, um, my co-host here, AC, helps keep us on the guardrails. I know I try to take us off sometimes, but AC, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Well, you you know, you know, always try to take us off because you're just such a <laughs> professional do. bowler that you just can't even have any rails, no matter what. Oh, you, you, you named it, and uh, I'm really excited today because we got the author of abomination devil worship and deception in the west memphis three murders uh mr william ramsey thank you so much for spending the time with us and how are you today doing well thanks for having me glad to be with you oh well great no thank you and um first one to say uh what have you been up to lately been busy just uh <laughs> i have a podcast that's in the top 0.5 podcasts in the world like the top fifteen thousand. so i've been busy with that wow and i just published a new book about the string of deaths of young men being found in water called the smiley face killers investigating suspicious water deaths of college age mm-hmm. men in the U S and the world. So that's out now. So that's my most recent book. Well, fascinating. I, can, can I, can I tell you, William, how I came upon you? Sure. Yeah. So, uh, I used to watch this show. Uh, I don't, I don't really do it anymore. Uh, I, I don't even know if it's still on, but it, it was called the kill stream. Yeah. The kill stream. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah, and I just. What was the guy's name? What was his name? Uh, Ralph. Uh, Ralph. Ralph. Yeah, and um, yeah. I, I just, I would just turn it on every now and then, and I saw one episode. I'm like, oh, you know, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it tonight. It's been a while, and then I see this guest on, and then he says, uh, "Damien Eccles is guilty," and I had never heard that perspective before. Now, uh, well, uh, spoilers. Uh, you were the guest. But um, I, because I heard about the West Memphis Three when I was in high school, and I heard all the memes that we've heard, like oh, just because they wear black, they like um, uh, Metallica, they have long hair. Oh, they're they're uh, the these Bible thumpers. They're just out to get these poor kids. Mm-hmm. They good boys. They didn't do nothing. And uh, I saw the documentary back when I was in high school. And now, when I heard you say that Damien Eccles was guilty. I'd never heard that. And I had to leave for some reason. And I really wanted to finish that episode. And I just, it randomly came into my head recently. And I, and I tried to find that the episode's gone. So uh, it is a, a pleasure to actually have you here. So we can go back over that. And so would you say that Damien Eccles is guilty? And I don't mean because he's been found guilty in a court of law. But would you say that he, he did those I think he and Je- uh, Jesse Miskelly and Jason Baldwin committed the crime. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and it's, and it's not slander. Like, you know, they were found innocent. No, they were found guilty twice mm-hmm. and they admitted that they were guilty despite saying in court, Oh, well, you know, I'm innocent, but yes, I uh, plead guilty. So we're not slandering them. No, no, not at all. They did it in August of 2011. They got up and actually they're kind of a strange case. 
because they are guilty twice. And that often doesn't happen. There's all kinds of rules against uh, double jeopardy and things like that. But part of their negotiated deal was to get up and actually say it on tape, like recorded tape and sign on the documents. You can go online and see the documents where they signed with the excellent lawyers, by the way, uh, really stellar appellate attorney, at least for Damian Eccles, who uh, reared him was his name. Yeah. Yeah. So they got up and pled guilty again. And they remain guilty, actually, to this day. Well, and it's funny. And I I enjoy sports or I said enjoy it. And I try to bring it up. And I, I realized in your book, Riordan was Barry Bonds attorney. He did a great job for Barry Bonds. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. So I, that was uh, that was yeah, no, he was a great, he's a great attorney. And Barry Bonds was like his head size, like <laughs> ruined an inch or something. Like, like he was yeah. fully doing wrong. I mean, they all, oh, yeah, well, and lying he, uh, under perjury. That was that was what they got him for. And what he had, I think he ended days. up with like a misdemeanor, like he barely got he got a slap on the mm-hmm. wrist after Reardon yeah. got involved. Yeah, so and any of us, any of us would still be sitting in prison. <laughs> it's good to have a good attorney, it really is. Like, they weird and did like. They tried every trick in the book to get those guys out of jail. Like they were using weird, very little used um, legal theories uh, to get them out. I've, I've seen some of the documents it was really interesting, like old inequity, like old kind of English kind of arguments oh. of like why they got out. And they eventually the the lever was DNA. And they're still kind of talking about the DNA. There mm-hmm. was a law that was passed in Arkansas that said if DNA was not, tested in an original case then they can retry try to find the dna and so that was kind of the lever that put pressure on the district attorney there who eventually just kind of collapsed and said fine get get out of here i don't want the problem plead guilty again time served that was it it was very it's a very unusual case Mm -hmm. oj simpson case was 93 as well right oh i don't know i don't know i'd have to look that up but i do have the old kill stream uh, I just looked it up. I have the old Killstream interview uh, on my podcast, so you can, if you really want to go revisit that, you can. I do. Uh, I, okay, I, you can go I, back I, and look at it. Yeah, absolutely. But the reason I bring up OJ is because DNA was was introduced as a big component of that, and DNA testing was still pretty primitive at the time. So yeah, no doubt. And it kind of it also kind of begs the question: Is how did these three kids? from this part of Arkansas have such powerful and such a, mm-hmm. a, a huge legal team. It's a great question. It's a, it's really an, a remarkable case. Like I should write a second book to my original book, which I published in 2012, but, and it does kind of, there is a metal theme in it. Uh, yes. Damien Eccles and actually the, the representation in stranger things of this character who's into master of puppets but they had support from a variety of different people. And some people obviously super famous, Johnny Depp, who's actually with him mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. We got matching um, tattoos. <laughs> tons of matching tattoos. And actually he's Eccles That's designs nice. this kind of occult tattoo sigil for Depp, and he has two or three of them. And so does Peter Jackson, by the way. Peter this, Jackson, yeah, that he didn't he come up with a documentary. He even said that, oh yeah, Paradise Lost didn't exist. You know, these boys, you know, would still be in jail or be dead. And it's like, yes, it's really a kind of a groundswell of public opinion. And I thought I had seen them get out of, get out of jail in 2011. And I was like, oh, there must have been a technicality. 
they, you know, something went wrong in the original case. Cause I had seen the original paradise Lost when it came out in 1996, there were three documentaries it eventually mm-hmm. turned out to be three documentaries, but to answer your question, there's a long answer as to why they kind of got this public opinion, but it just grew. So the first paradise lost kind of looks like they're guilty at the end. Eccles says on the West Memphis three boogeyman, he's kind of like tacitly admitting it in my opinion, but the second and third documentaries, they had a quality to them and they allowed to make it look like they were kind of being railroaded. I think that that was the tack of the two. It was actually an HBO produced uh, documentary, but the two directors, Berlinger and Sanofsky, who's passed away, that was kind of their attack. And I think that that changed the public opinion work. And just like you said, like this whole narrative or really it's a myth that they were railroaded by a bunch of Bible thumpers and hillbillies and mm-hmm. KKK members is something that they promoted. But I think that those two documentaries started this ground. So Metallica got involved. They got, they let them use a song of theirs. Metallica did there were multiple. Songs. But, and yeah. Yeah. So probably you, you probably don't let anyone me. use their stuff. <laughs> right. Uh, wisely. Right. So they, well, that was, yeah. Well, it's interesting too that after Damien Eccles in '93 gets you know convicted, he writes these letters um, and he includes song lyrics from Nine Inch Nails, Alice Cooper, Metallica, and Slayer. Right. So it, there definitely is a heavy metal theme. I mean, Damien, uh, I guess, was tattooing himself at the time, like cutting open his skin. He uh, tattooed Tattoo- a pentagram in his chest. He, <laughs> evil yeah. on evil his knuckles. Out. Yeah, he had evil on his knuckles. Both him and uh, Jason oh, Walter Jess- had evil on. Oh, knuckles. Jason. And a downward pentagram, right? So the pentagram and the occult. There's an upward yeah, facing one. It was, downward it was definitely satanic. Yeah, yeah, I think. He was, he was actually asked that on, I think, on the, if I remember correct, it's been a while, but I think he was asked about that tattoo um, on the stand. So he was asked about that. And also about uh, Aleister Crowley, who, like, you know, the famous song by Black Sabbath. So, yeah, but he had a lot of lyrics, a lot of written down lyrics. He memorized a lot of lyrics and they're all in the court record. Uh, yeah, I don't know if the, the, the pentagram tattoo, I don't think, is maybe it's on the stand, but it wasn't in the documentary. It was there was a book. Oh, definitely it wasn't in the documentary. Yeah, there was a book that he had. But um, yeah, there there's one thing that it there's a few few tells in it because I rewatched it a few days ago because I, I haven't seen it in you know, 20 years. And uh, the first time I watched it, I, I bought into it. Oh yeah, the, wow, those those terrible Bible mm-hmm. numbers. And then now I'm watching it, and I'm just like, after learning the details of the case, it, it is one of the the most despicable things I've ever seen in my life. It's it's so crazy. Did you happen to see the the miniseries on O.J. Simpson? No, I didn't. I didn't watch that. Yeah, so like the the first few it's supposed to be really good, right? It, really it's good. Pre- well, it's pretty. It's pretty good. But the the first few episodes, they really painting it like OJ's innocent and they're out to get him. And I was just like, oh my, God, are you kidding me? And then the last half, it really gets into the like, holy crap! They're like they're really trying to frame it like OJ did it, which is kind of shocking. But this this the Paradise Lost, the first one, it it's so manipulative. And there's a moment in it where they, they ask Damien about Aleister Crowley. And then he's like, I, I mean, I've heard of him. Like, I don't, I don't. Right. 
And then they're like, oh, what, uh, what, what did what did you write here? He's like, uh, and he's like reading off, and he's like, uh, uh, Elster Crowley. He wrote his name. He wrote Jason Baldwin's, his, and then his son, his son. And that's kind of what got. That's actually, it's interesting you mentioned that because that's what clicked it for me and got me interested in the whole West Memphis Three was that clip that I found online. I was like, what is this? What Elster Crowley? Because <laughs> I'd just written Prophet of Evil, which is really a bio biography of Crowley. So uh, that was kind of it. That was kind of the the trigger for me to get kind of interested in this case and try to figure it out because it's a lot. There's a lot of head scratching and a lot of like, what are these people saying? Who's innocent? Why are there all these people? I mean, my position was I was in the minority of the minority when I like read through <laughs> everything. But it is interesting because when you re- I've never seen anybody go from they've read all the documents and then they think they're innocent. So usually the people who think they're innocent haven't read the court documents because no. they're very, they're voluminous. Their people did a lot of work on this case. Well, and, and oh, yeah. And before we, we go any further, like I'll, I'll just say this, Damien Eccles had a, a prior criminal record and it wasn't just like mm. he, he stole a, a bottle of liquor from an Albertsons. Like, no, no, he, he had multiple violent offenses. He had violent offenses in school. He tried to set one of his classes on fire. He was in, in a, a mental asylum, he was sent away to another state. Three uh, times. Three right? times. Yeah. Three, yeah. He, uh, he made claims that he was a satanic vampire that would drink blood. He, the way he, he was presented, <laughs> he is presented in the documentary like, and we've all seen these types of kids, kind of like the, the ones that, that read like Sylvia Plath and, and they drink black coffee and they wear sunglasses inside the goth like, people. Yeah. Goth. Yeah. Like they're just kind of, well, they used to yeah, they just kind of odd, but that's how they're trying to frame him. It's just kind of like, okay, the um, silly emo kid. Yeah. We that's have, how he frames himself. That's how he, <laughs> he does it publicly is kind of denies a lot of that stuff. And a lot of people, they haven't looked into those kind of darker things like his, uh, he was on disability. A lot of his lawyers yes, didn't know that. Social and, Security. He was yeah, getting like he, the Mac, and he wanted to have a kid so he could get an even bigger government check. And they yeah, even so wanted he, to possibly. Yeah, he was. Like, so oh. he was on Social Security. <laughs> he had been in three mental institutions and he was on probation. So, like, he had to, he was like supposed to be going into, you know, see his p- parole, probation officer uh, during, you know, leading up to the murder. What was it? May 5th, 1993. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he was arrested. He was put on probation, and then he violated his probation and got arrested again. So this is not just some some innocent little guy, because there's multiple scenes where they're talking about his involvement in the church. And another thing isn't mentioned (laughs) is Damien is not his birth name. Mm -mm. Now, I I saw The Omen as, as a young lad. So that name has uh, stood out to me. So whenever I see anyone with that name, like make the joke, uh, you know, oh, it's the son of the devil. But he picks yeah. that name, but he claims, mm-hmm. oh, I got it from some priest. Uh, or Yeah, uh, Father <laughs> Damien, who uh, yeah. treated lepers in Hawaii. Yeah, That's yeah. What but but then he's all into to witchcraft, but he tries to do the whole like, oh, Wiccan, it's just, oh, it's it's just about nature and all that. And look, I'll, 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 I'll uh, play a, Damien Eccles advocate and I'll say okay maybe like Wicca is just about that but he also made claims that he was into demonology so er- everything about this guy is, is his public face is such it's so fake 
but but the reason I brought up the Aleister Crowley thing is if you look at how he talks, he he really does, especially when you know the details, he is like a stone cold psychopath. Like he is very well spoken. You know, he he's intelligent. He knows what he's doing. But when they ask him about Aleister Crowley, he's like, it's it's the first glitch in the Matrix. Because he does that tell at the end when he's like, I always knew I'd be famous. And yeah, they're going to be looking under their beds for me. I'm like the West Memphis boogeyman. But there's never any moment where they really, because after rewatching it, because when, when you don't know anything about it, and when you're under the assumption that Hollywood filmmakers are out to, they're in for your best interests. They, they just want to tell you the truth, which by the way, um, uh, the guy who made The Hangover, I, his first documentary, it's one of his first. He, he did G.G. Doc- Allen, right? It was G.G. Okay, Allen. Okay, okay, okay. Then it was the one after that. He did a documentary okay. on college hazing and how terrible it is uh-huh. and all blah, blah, blah. And then it just turned out, oh, it's all fake. Like they, they exaggerated everything. And that was an uh-huh. HBO documentary. Oh, uh, that was a huge lawsuit, too, that they just both be. Was it in Virginia hazing? Was that the case? I can't remember yeah, which I, one. I, I, yeah, I didn't know he was involved in the hazing thing. I know he, he started out with a gnarly Gigi Allen yeah. documentary. Okay, so, so the Gigi, I couldn't remember the order, but his first two things he did, it was a Gigi Allen and a hazing documentary. But the hazing one, it just came out that almost everything was either exaggerated or a lie. And uh, another good one is um, the Super Size Me, because I remember my <laughs> my takeaway from it was like, wow, he got liver failure after a month of McDonald's, but then it came out later he was uh, uh, an alcoholic, like like <laughs> a, a like a severe one. So his liver <laughs> failure was from excess drinking. It wasn't from McDonald's. So when when you watch these documentaries, you just think, okay, look, they're 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 just telling us. The truth but with, yeah with, i mean you, the, just the word itself is kind of misleading with some of these documentaries because they're not really properly documenting what went on i think they're just selling a, a movie and i think that that's what the paradise lost is is like okay we got a topic let's make it as salacious as possible a lot of people don't know that some of the family members were paid so they were paid they were incentivized to get on there and a lot of some of the shots of like one of the stepfathers, like be as crazy as you can, oh, shoot your gun. You know, they're like saying in the back. So it's not, it's almost like a reality show where they're trying to get as much dramatic effect as possible instead of this kind of objective, sober uh, surveying of actually what really happened. So that, and, and the interesting point is the people always mention the documentaries. That's people's knowledge of the case. What's Memphis three. I mean, at least <laughs> until up until maybe my book, or maybe I've been, blabbering on about this case for 10 years but up until then 95 percent of the people knew about the west memphis 3 from the documentaries in 2012 and that's a rough estimate that doesn't surprise me at all well the amount of stuff that they just leave out Hmm. and their mission is the greatest form of lie right that's what george orwell said omission is the greatest form of lie so they omitted a lot they they did they did and there's and there's one scene and if you add context to it, and, and I didn't pick up on this until recently, is oh well, I guess my rewatch is uh, one of the parents is, is talking about like their kid being killed in the courtroom, and Jesse Miss Kelly is crying like his head's down and he's crying. Now one thing they left out is uh, the the girlfriend 
of Jesse Kelly's dad reported to the police that he had just been spontaneously sobbing like over like the 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 days after the event like he would just start crying heavily and uh people don't just like they're not affected that way like obviously if you lived in that town and that happened it's a horrible tragedy but like kids don't have that mental empathy like they're just they're not gonna have that kind of connection to strangers where like, I can't believe like a 16 year old boy would not be like, Oh God, they killed these kids. (laughs) But he was the one that came forward and he confessed. And there's a really weird, another, like the whole documentary is without the context of what actually is in it. The lawyers say like, well, the only thing we have connecting them to the case was, uh, someone confessing all the details of them doing it to the case and it's like that's right, a- don't, for, don't don't forget that jesse just kept blabbering and just said he did it over and over again like five yeah. times Mul- yeah. yeah multiple mm-hmm. post conviction confessions so it's, it's not a pre-conviction so a lot of these people who analyze this case they'll go that confession was 12 hours they beat mm-hmm. the crap out of him knocked all his teeth out he wasn't there. He was there because his dad said, go, Jesse, go. He gave him permission. I think Jesse was underage at that time. Yeah, uh, they made a mistake. Actually, it was a mistake yeah. by the police because they didn't record the whole thing. They didn't right. really know what they had. So they didn't yeah. know. They were just trying to do their job and find out. And they go, oh, man, this guy's going to tell the story. Then they hit the record button. But those post-conviction confessions, I think two or three of them were recorded and they're online. And he's actually, like, I call one of them the Bible confession because they mm-hmm. gave him a Bible. He slapped his hand on it. And then the other one is against the advice of his attorney. Yep. His attorney is doing a great <laughs> job. His attorney now is a judge in Arkansas. His attorney's like, Jesse, don't do it. This for is going to harm Like a minute straight. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. Like shut up, Jesse. I want to tell the story. Love shut it. up. Yeah. 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 He's telling, I mean, he's, the guy's a good lawyer. I mean, that's his job. It's not a pleasant job to defend some of these Murder. people, but. According to our system, everybody has a right to an attorney. And he was doing a very good job, in my opinion, as a defense attorney. And it also feels, it feels so slimy how they're trying to, to save these kids. But it also goes into how did they get such an, an immaculate legal defense? Like these guys, they're all from poverty. They all live in the trailer park. As far as I could tell... I, I, I know Jesse, Miss Kelly did. I'm pretty sure Damien did. They're all three in Trailer Park. They're okay. Trailer Park kids. Yeah, yeah they're the poorest of the poor in a poor area. So, yeah. Um, they, I mean, then they grew up prof. I mean, Damien Eccles' mom never worked. She was like, um, you know, and I'm, I think she's passed away, but she was, there's a lot of mental illness with her, is my understanding. I, and so. Baldwin's mom was mental. Mom was schizophrenic. Like she's walking around talking to people. Like they both were tough, rough people in a very rough environment up until that time. And they've kind of been, you know, angelically coded like they've been done nothing. And it's to their advantage. Like what they've got to keep the story. They've had a cash cow gravy train on this this whole thing that started. That really snowballed is really what I would call it. I think Jason Baldwin, he... He, he had like an Indiegogo for a book 10 years ago and raised 30,000 bucks, but has not even produced the book. So he just cashed in at least 30,000 <laughs> there. Um, 
and you know, God only knows what Eccles has gotten and uh, sold his books and is Sell famous. It. You know, well, what, what well, he'll tattoo books? you for two hundred bucks. I'm sorry. What, yeah. What, what, what kind of books is uh, Damien Eccles writing these days? Do you, do you happen to know that? Uh, would it be a cult book on magic? Oh, he's supposedly oh. not into it. Yeah, and magic with a K. You know, yeah. um. <laughs> for for anyone that doesn't know, that is specifically like satanic magic. It's not like David yeah. Copperfield. Uh, right, Fried right. and Roy magic. He's not, he's <laughs> not even it's not art. white magic either. It's not like when people say the dark occultist or the light occultist or whatever. It's like that's the, in the strain of like occultism of the yeah, darkest. Specifically, and, and for anybody listening, like if you're thinking like, oh, well, like look at these crazy people, you don't understand all of this stuff that we've been talking about. It, it's not like theories that are have been passed around, whispers in the wind. It's all available online. You can see mm-hmm. Damien Eccles. Uh, his mental asylum records, you can see. The, uh, 509 uh, pages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They call it exhibit 500 because it's yeah. 500 pages. That's kind of what it's been referenced as. It's so long, you know, it's it, like so many pages, not like two or three pages. You can, yeah, and he, it, yeah, you can hear involved in, Kelly's, uh, his confessions. Like it's all available online. And it is interesting. I think that, that the West Memphis three is kind of like a, it's kind of like a thought experiment or something like it's it's about our current state of media in America, because how people can get information and their understanding of the outside world. It's almost like what are your concepts? Are you able to see things clearly? How are your doors of per, per, uh, perception? What media do you research? Because if people only watch TV and never re- sit down and read anything, they're going to have a completely different view of the West Memphis Three. But I think that's the case on so many other subjects of, of import. So I think that the West the West Memphis Three could be saying a litmus, litmus test or something on how people think, like at a real philosophical level. Like it's, uh, what's the word they use? Uh, I can't remember right now, but like why you believe what you believe. Mm-hmm. Well, that and, and the O.J. Simpson trial. Good example. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Almost all major uh, criminal cases, too. Maybe even Michael Jackson. Like, is he a pedophile or not? Like, no way. There's no way. His music is so good. He's such a great <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, they see they see something different. I, I'm wondering, like, what would it be these days? I don't know. Maybe maybe it's like uh, well, trans I think, issues. I think they put the the celebrities so high up on a pedestal that it's just like, well, that's like my my god because i don't have a, a religion or, or a, like a purpose or a backbone really and that we put these people up we think they're so important they're not if you turn the tv off there's no power and there's yeah, something in true. the it, there's something in the book i mean there's a lot in the book that kind of like, like i wouldn't say messed with me but it made me really think about life and kind of like what we're just talking about and you know on november 22nd 2011 todd and diana moore um they write a letter um and they're the parents of murdered eight-year-old Michael Moore. Um, they claim documentary creators Bruce Sinefsky and, and Joe Berlinger profited from one of the greatest frauds ever perpetrated under the guise of a documentary film. This is all in your book. And they sent a letter to um, Chairman Robert P. Epstein. And, and, and quote, so I'm not going to read the whole letter here, but we are horrified to learn that a documentary that glorifies Michael's killers, Paradise, Paradise Lost 3, Purgatory, is among... 15 documentaries being considered for an Academy Award. I mean, these people are not only profiting, but they're, they're being celebrated. No, and that's it, and the main thing. They're I, celebrating that. That's, yes. Cause that's an Academy Award. I would, mm-hmm. I wouldn't yes. have had a problem with the docu. I mean, I would have a little problem with it, 
but I wouldn't have a problem if they were just making a documentary to make a sleazy dollar. But what they did was they got three convicted child rapists and murder mm-hmm. they didn't just kill them it's not like they saw some kids and they ran them down with their car for kicks like this was an actual ritualistic satanic sexual abuse and and murder and they and just they, could, yeah. they just let them go like that's it they just said like you can go home now that's it yeah. and, and in our current society there is no consequence for being a, a, a scumbag in fact, like you can run for president. Right. No, there's <laughs> an amazing, you mentioned the HBO. There's an amazing picture. Maybe I can find it and bring it up, but they're at the HBO offices, like celebrating and, uh, uh, Berlinger and Sanofsky and the head of HBO is like the celebrated woman are literally clapping for him. They're clapping for three convicted murders. Like, yeah. it's like, Uh, Hollywood writ large, like how screwed up these Hollywood people are. It's just like, and the word I was trying to remember about philosophy is epistemology, right? How, why you believe what you believe. Well, and, and it's, it's interesting that you bring up the, the directors and the HBO executive clapping because these people knew the details of the case. So Mm -hmm. it's not like, it's not like, you know, random people when, when they walk out of the courtroom and they're free to go and just, you know, the, the dummies that just watched it, they're like, woo, we got these innocent boys off. Yay. No, these are people that knew the details of the case. They knew about Damien Eccles. And also, by the way, uh, it's, there's so much to go over. Uh, one of the things that Jesse Miss Kelly brings up was that uh, they, that they would kill animals. And then they went to this mm-hmm. spot where they said that they were, and they found the remains of animals. Uh, Damien Eccles mom found a, a a fresh dog skull in his room and told him to throw it out. So they, they were also killing animals and the, the people that made the documentary, they knew all this. So they were, they knew that they were celebrating child murderers and rapists Mm -hmm. getting off. They knew see, and that, and that's, that's the worst part. And and the thing is, this is absolutely satanic. And have you thought about this, Mr. Ramsey, that Damien Eccles sacrificed three children and now he has superstar status? Yes. Because that, that's how I see it. That is my takeaway, is this, this, this monster sacrificed three children, was glorified, and although never had charges dropped against him, but now he is a superstar. Literally, he's, he's rubbing elbows with one of the top Hollywood actors of all time. Right, right. I mean, he got paid. He's supposedly in The Lord of the Rings as an actor. So he flew down oh. to uh, New Zealand. Uh, well, probably. Uh, and there's a picture of him doing the tattoo with uh, Peter Jackson. Just, uh, Peter Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Can you uh, enable share screen? I'll show you this picture. Uh, oh, sure, be, yeah. The BU DJ, I don't um, but yeah, no. So like his dreams came through. He also echoes also made the statement. The reason I got out was magic, magic, magic. So he attributes his, uh, release from, from, from death row really as, um, to ascribe to magic. Here's this picture that I was trying to think about. Okay. Watch this. This is, this is a shocker. You see that? Yeah. So this is the HBO. These are the two directors. 
Sanofsky and Berlinger, who's still making movies and stuff. I think. Oh, wonderful. And, yeah. And then this lady, I forgot her name, but she was like the heralded as, as this kind of HBO big wig, uh, you know, loving it. It's just so crazy. These guys are con- convicted child murderers. You can't write it. And, and something else as well that I kind of, they, they cut or bit off the penis of one of the children, but they've never found the penis. Does that mean any, like what? There were rumors that this? it was in a jar. There were rumors that it was in a black briefcase that they carried around. Oh, I, there's yeah, a picture of the black brief briefcase. Maybe I can find that for you, but that was kind of just like a rumor. There was like, there it's almost like a black briefcase from like Pulp Fiction or something. Like they kept all kinds of, like they were into it's freaky. stuff. Yeah. Really. Yeah, and, and something you had mentioned too, in the book uh, on page 271, much of the information about Crowley and, and the religious systems he formulated are intentionally concealed from public understanding. Um, either. Why do you think that is? And like, what do you, what did you mean by that statement when you wrote, wrote that? Can you repeat that again? Sorry. I got distracted. Oh, sorry. Um, you said much of the information about Crowley and the religious systems he formulated are intentionally concealed from public understanding. Yeah, that's true. I think so. I think that's just part of the occultism and the nature of the occult is that people aren't divulging all kind of the stuff about Crowley. That's another kind of epistemological (laughs) labyrinth because some people have a totally different view of Crowley. Like I had a totally different view of Crowley until I read his stuff talking about sacrifice, like literal child sacrifice. Yeah. In his magic. Which which, by the way, which by the way, Damien had a book of that. uh, There were sections of the child sacrifice stuff underlined. And he said, Oh, someone was doing a report. Uh, yeah, someone was doing a report on child sacrifice in Arkansas. In the original Paradise Lost, there is a sequence when he's being asked where the trial, the prosecutor has a copy of Crowley's Magic and Theory and Practice on his desk. It's really an incredible, like for me as a, Cro- a Crowley researcher for 20, 13 years now, like just to see that there, that they had brought that out in 1993. Right. So this is pre-internet. Like you can find out a lot about Crowley right now, but that's, they were getting stuff before it was, you know, the internet was was like, yeah, cool. Or, or it was just, it was, you'd had to actually go to a library. You had to know where to look for it. Bookstore, cult bookstore or something like that. And there's like a sequence in my book where I, there's like a, something about his mom taking him around to get him books like she was involved in yeah, as long as he's not books. hurting anybody you know i don't see a problem with it well he just raped and murdered three boys so th- it seems like you might have a problem with it yeah he had his- a copy of the exorcist they found a copy of the exorcist they found a book uh once upon this broomstick or something like that was yeah 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 that was the one they brought up in court yeah so um but yeah so i think a I mean, that's a whole other discussion. We can talk yeah, about course, Crowley and no. the Prophet of Evil, but there's a lot to Crowley that a lot of people don't know, like his uh, intelligence background, how much he wrote on different subjects, um, and his magical practices like are very ornate. Like he would do workings, like the the one that had that end up he supposedly saw an alien, you know, like the lamb that he talked about. Hmm. That was the Alamantra working, the Jurensis working. There's just so many strange stories about him and his, yeah. his whole receipt of the book of the law, supposedly from Satan. That's why, I mean, he doesn't Jeez. call him Satan in his writings, but that happened in 1904. 
Well, so. Yeah. And, and I bring that up too, because I recently actually walked into Barnes and Noble, like, you know, normal you know, bookstore walking around and I get into like the religious section and, you know, they got like a little, you know, stuff on Christian books or the Bibles or whatever. But then there's this, the biggest section in the religious section is this book that's just, or this, this area is just dedicated to witchcraft. And tarot reading. And I'm like, what? Who? Tarot. Why is this the biggest <laughs> tarot section? A tarot? Is that what it is? I don't know how to say it. Yeah. I maybe I don't know enough about this stuff, but. Well, there you go. That That's actually a, uh, a good sign that you don't know how to pronounce that. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the black briefcase. So this is from the case files. No, this is not in the documentaries. And you'll see that was the back. Then there's stories about the black briefcase that had yeah. something in it. So the rumors are there. You can see a copy of The Exorcist right there. Yeah, I see it. I don't know what the other book is. Wow. Yeah. And. They, were they ever able to find it? The briefcase or the yeah, like the yeah the, yeah the briefcase? Well, that's right there. That's it. I mean, that's, that's it. it. Oh, okay, they found so. that at his place. So this is like a, a picture taken after the arrest. So they found mm. a black briefcase, but yeah. Well, and also another thing before I forget, because there's so much to it. Uh, yeah. Damien was going around telling people that he did it. Now mm-hmm. yeah, that's the, that was in court. Yeah, the, doc- the, the documentary. Scene. Yeah, the documentary tries to frame it like a few people kind of are making it up, but no, he he told lots of people, and he told people, and I'm I'm assuming you've heard the the call. Someone called the uh, the the sheriff's department. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I do think it sounds like him. It's like I think it sounds exactly like him. Like I killed three kids. What you gonna do, right? Yeah, That's yeah, because 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 Damien's like I always see myself as. Like a, like a boogeyman, you know, kids are going to check under their, their bed for me. Like he has that kind of, he had that, draw. He had that kind way of, draw. of kind of talk and like that. And then, the, and then it, it literally sounds like I killed them kids. What you going to do about it? It sounds exactly like, like, obviously we can't do anything like, well, uh, you can't prove it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, it sounds like him to me. And also he took a polygraph test. He failed the yeah, section where they cool. said, uh, did, uh, did you kill those kids? Uh, he, he also failed. And he said, have you been to the Robin Hood Hills? Like, do you know who killed this kid? It's like all the stuff that's specific about the murder. He lied on all of that. And it doesn't matter if it's not admissible in court. It doesn't mean that it's made up. It's not the same thing as like, um, crystals and chakras for reading your energy it's not some kind of new age like the housewife thing because you're bored like that there is actual science behind a, a polygraph and all three of them failed it in the portion of the crime and, and the reason it's not admissible is because there are people that know how to beat it that's why it's not admissible it's not in they, they don't uh, I don't want to say it's not inadmissible, but the reason that they, they don't use it, it's not because people will tell the truth and it looks like they're lying. It's the opposite. They'll lie and it looks like it's telling the truth, but they that didn't happen with them. They It showed that they right, lied. Right, right. There was, there was evidence of deception. There's actually been, I can't remember the serial killer, but like they gave him two polycrafts and the, they said he was telling the truth when he was like heavily involved in murder. DJ, I just sent you the copy of that audio maybe you could play that or i don't know if you can bring it up but it should be in your email so kind of a short call okay 
Is it the, uh, the listeners can listen? I don't know if it'll come through on Zoom, but no, I, I can. I can no, it, it won't. I can. I can edit it in though. Okay. okay, yeah, I'll set it in. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll put it in at, at the end. Uh, I tried to when I was doing the book, like 2013, 2012, um, I did contact a voice kind of specialist who could do that, but it was like the, what they were charging was off the charts. Oh, okay, like two, well, or imagine. Three, two or three thousand bucks. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> well, and, and again, another thing, because, you know, we're, we're jumping around because there's just too much. There's there's mm-hmm. no way to just fit this in unless we're doing like seven hours or something. Well, one of the other interesting things about that call is that it was just left in the uh, the police records and like people had to dig through the police records to find it. Like it wasn't it was never publicized. It was never really divulged. That's yeah. just a lot of that stuff is like that in the case files. Which That's also, bizarre. which also kind of runs counter to the whole argument of uh, the the cops were kind of browbeating Jesse Miss Kelly. Like they it, they were the opposite. They they weren't doing enough. They they probably were not ready <laughs> for what happened. And then you know this guy's just he was not a, he was not a subject. Damien Eccles was always they were always looking at Eccles. They looked at Eccles the day after. Right. His parole officer, what was his name? I can't remember. But like said, hey, man, you should look at this guy. So they, there's a recorded recorded talk with Eccles the next day. And he said stuff that was strange. What do you think somebody would think that would think who did this crime? Oh, they like feel it. good. You know? yeah, yeah, they would probably good. like to hear the screams. They probably yeah, want to hear like them like screaming. <laughs> real nut, nut job type stuff. Yeah. So he's his thinking is very different. And and. The penis is a symbol of power. Yeah. He was on the Tim pool, uh, podcast. Like Tim pool is kind of a pretty well-known guy in the alternate media and just rolled him for two hours. Like these two idiots. I mean, he was on there with some (laughs) other girl Fairbanks or whatever. Like she, Sandra Fairbanks, was it? Cassandra Fairbanks. And she's telling him that loves him. And I've read all your books. Like I I got to look into her. What are you reading all his books for you? Witch or are you a witch? Like what's your, probably, um, but yeah, yeah, you can go look at that Tim Pool. I did a show on it. Like I called it the colossal L in the in the culture war because he just <laughs> believed all of like the nonsense associated with the case. They tried to kill you. You were innocent. Just like almost like a Mooney, like a Coltley, like the pool was in there. I'm just like, and all these people in the all the people in the YouTube comments are just like William Ramsey, William Ramsey, and talk to William. You know the. the and the interesting thing is nobody reached out to me for the alternate side. You know, that's also kind of curious because some people will kind of, I mean, I'm not the only one researching the case. I just wrote a book about it, but some people will like, okay, what's the opposite side or let's, let's debate, but they don't, they don't so that, want to. Well, like what you said about the documentary earlier, it's saying it's, it's like a movie. Well, it has a clear narrative. It isn't, it is not about documentation. It It is, framing a narrative it 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 might as well be like you know an episode of the office or something like something where it's like pretending to be a documentary it's part in my opinion part of this new move of innocence fraud so it's not it doesn't stand alone and all these other making a murder right it's just a yeah another fake thing yeah fake and uh, adnan syed totally guilty if you read the court case i mean they had an iron clad case but it always played out in the court of public opinion which is just full of morons that don't read 
No, so, they watch nah. they watch Netflix and and they ignore the fact that the guy who uh, started Netflix is descended from Edward Bernays. <laughs> right, a good point. But, I mean, the, the, what Netflix okay's and gives the th- green light to is pretty astonishing too. But like that girl who did um, the uh, what was it the podcast that was that did Adnan Syed? She was another one who omitted all kinds of information and made Adnan Syed look like. You know, he might not have done it, but she made a bank off of that. And so there's a, uh, so a lot of those type of people latched onto the West Memphis three, too. Like the court system's obviously corrupt. Therefore, this case is, is obviously corrupt. And the pig cops or KKK, I never saw anything in the, I've seen a lot of the records um, from the West Memphis police department. I never saw anything that was negative or. Oh, you want so me to like, tell there's you? All kinds of re- you, there's you other recordings of other kids. There's other recordings of other kids involved in that network, and there's no evidence of any impropriety. Well, you no, I, there, oh no, there is. You want me to tell you? Yeah, there's a shot in the documentary with a Confederate flag. They're case closed. They're racist. Like they're that's it. that's all it is. That's racist all bigots. It is. Yeah, <laughs> that, <laughs> they, they probably probably focused in there, and that's what they used it in multiple documentaries. The same shot of the Confederate flag is in wow, is in man. multiple of the documentaries. They perpetuated that. It's, those are Hollywood coastal elite types. I wish yeah. I could find out that woman's name, but she. I, I, I was trying to look it up. They're grinding at cliff <laughs> They can go burn in hell. Oh yeah, well, yeah. And, and, yeah. as I think many of them will. And uh, but I wanted to go back to that picture, um, and this was a, another thought I had, where I, I was curious if those three were still in contact with each other, because in the picture they're all next to each other. So I I would think, like, let's say DJ and I and some other guy were accused of this. And the third guy, like, they just made it all up. And because of that third guy, we're in jail. Uh, one of us is on death row. I would never want to be with, like, in the same country <laughs> as that other person. And they're taking a picture with Jesse Miss Kelly. Because what it all comes down to, if they didn't do it, Jesse Miss Kelly made it all up. That is the only reason that they are in jail or were in jail. It was because Jesse Miss Kelly made it all up because they didn't have. All right, they'd be much punching other- Jesse in the face. Right? <laughs> they just like have their hands around his throat. Good point. Yeah, right. like like that, like because Damien is an influential guy. Like he he definitely has some say in something. Like there's there's no way, and, and he's not an idiot. Like Jesse Miss Kelly, no, he's dumb. very. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesse Miskelly is not bright. Eccles no. is very bright. He's very yeah. intelligent. I mean, Damian from his Eccles, background and yeah. thing, he's intelligent. Yeah, yeah. D- Damian Eccles, if he were innocent, he would be smart enough to say, "Jesse Miskelly ruined my life. Do not allow him to be in that press release. He is the reason that Jason and I are there." As he far as I'm concerned, years, yeah. yeah well, as far yeah. as I'm concerned, he's dead to me. He would say that, but no. This is uh this is like the how do you know someone like you arrest five guys how do you know which one's guilty well one goes to sleep because he knows he's been caught it's the same thing like they they basically shown all the signs of guilt like oh, they they no, they no. never did the whole like I'm innocent like they're only I'm innocent in front of the camera <laughs> like they, and this is a guy he was into they the, have they said they were gonna get out and find the real perps like where are the real perps you've been out since uh, 2011 yeah did OJ <laughs> say that. Yeah. Well, well, and and that was another thing because I, I did find one clip from the kill stream 
where Ethan Ralph, I think that's his name, Ethan Ralph. Yeah, he said um, he said uh, that it was weird that there were never any other suspects. Because in the OJ case, there there were other suspects, but it, it didn't matter because OJ seemed so guilty, dead to rights. That like, why pursue another suspect when like this is this is what you got in the West Memphis Three? There have been other suspects. They had this one guy at the um, restaurant who walked in the same night as the murders. He was covered in blood and excrement. Like, how do you explain that? I think other people were involved in the in the event oh that's that's very possible i I really think that there were probably a group of people and jesse just keyed into Eccles and baldwin because he was either angry that it happened or something he had some kind of gripe i do think that other people were involved there's all kinds of weird stories of the night and there's clearly groups they were involved in a group and the police are looking at a group but what happened is is that they they went after in the second documentary Eccles and baldwin went after one of the stepdads Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I know that, doctor, but that seems yeah, yeah. ridiculous. He went through another stepdad. Yeah. So they changed their story. And the, hold on, in the second document, this is very important for people to understand. In the second documentary, they said with 100% certainty that it was John Mark Byers, right? Yeah. So they had somebody, and then they changed it to, uh, oh, I can't remember. Is it Hobbs? Yeah. The- Hobbs, yeah, thanks. Yeah, Terry oh, Hobbs. Todd, so I've interviewed yeah. on my podcast. You can listen to that. So he he had yeah. he wrote a book called Box Full of Nightmares. It's just been a nightmare for him uh, because a lot of people really, they, I mean, it permeated society. So when he went out, people were like, you child killer. There's no way it could have been Hobbs. Uh, they got the right people. Well, well same, with, same with same with buyers. Like, mm-hmm. Because they made buyers take a polygraph and there was no deception detected. It just it doesn't make sense that he was involved in any way, shape, or form because he and Hobbs were out together looking for the kids that night, and they yeah. weren't covered in mud. And you would have had if you were involved in that crime, you would have been muddy and wet. You had to have been due to the cover up of what was going on. And well, who was seen muddy and wet on the side of a a road by a whole family? It was Eccles and either Baldwin, and Baldwin. or Eccles and his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, that was that was the out, thing. They, Baldwin yeah. had long hair. Yeah, yeah and, and he was kind of a like a skinny little little kid, so he could have been. I think he was fifteen. I mean, I, he was fifteen or sixteen. Like he was just like a. Yeah, he could have been mistaken for a girl, and Miss uh, <laughs> Kelly said on multiple occasions that, uh, and it probably wasn't Damien, his girlfriend, uh, but uh, that he said that they would take the like girls out to these places, and then they would have orgies, but and they would also it's horrible stuff. They yeah. were abusing a 10-year-old boy like that. I mean, there was really dark things going on. There's rumors of that. I've never proved that. Well, Tear, her sister was involved what? in some kind of weird vampire story about drinking blood in mm-hmm. in in California. So, like, it's just weird was stuff all over. Eccles had the whole necklace that had uh, the blood on it that they just kept going with the trial because they didn't want to stop and test it and stop the whole trial. That whole scene was taken out of the original Paradise Lost, but you can see it online. Well, and well, and and, and Jesse also brought up that they would like initiate other people into their cult. Like he didn't just say, "Oh yeah, Damien, Jason, and I." Like yeah, we would bring our girlfriends because Damien had multiple girlfriends. Jason Baldwin had a girlfriend. And Jesse Miss Kelly had a girlfriend. They were all involved. So it's not like he was making it up like, oh, yeah, we'd bring girls out there. But like they were all like weird incels. No, no, no. They were all sexually active. Like Damien had got a girl pregnant. Had a child. Yeah. 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 
His yeah. child is just a big fat mess. He's somewhere oh, in Arizona. I imagine. Oh, I, oh you I, know, I, doesn't I'm have sure. any contact with his dad. Yeah. That's well, that might be for the best. Uh, it's probably better that you don't have involvement. Did you, you happen to look at the Alvis Alvis Clem Bly statement? I, I have that literally in front of me and that one's weird because they're like well what, they're like what are you uh in here for it's like well they say a, a court hold an eight-year-old they're like did you do it? it's like no it, she was 14 and it's like these these are the type of people that you have <laughs> coming out but he was talking about um how they would um sacrifice animals um and that they'd have about eight to 20 of them in in the woods and then they would uh, kill out the animal. They would take turns ripping the heart out. Uh, they would burn the heart. They'd have chalk to write the pentagram. Um, and then they would eat a part of the animal. So essentially, that was the initiation. Whoever didn't want to eat or drink the blood, like wasn't it was like it. the leg or something, you weren't it. Yeah. So uh, th- uh, there is yeah. evidence. Well, not I guess not. Ev- I mean, there's a testi- testimony. It's a statement. Is it's, a, yeah. it's a statement. He's making a police statement. A statement, and then yeah. you did specifically say it was devil worshiping. Like that's what it yeah. was. Yeah, devil worshiping. They had a and, book. They, they had a guy named Lucifer yeah, that they, was never brought up. Right. They were traveling around. You know. So they were. And a uh, really interesting thing was the similarity of the murders to kind of druidic ritual. And during the time of the trial, these guys would walk around with staves, like like you had Gandalf with a staff or something. <laughs> like they were kind of playing that role. And in the in the that's how the bodies were submerged in water with words with long sticks. And this is very similar to like a Druidic ritual. I talked to uh, Chris Knowles. He kind of made that connection, and I think it's a very good um, insight into what they were thinking at the time. Yeah, yeah. And, and water does have a demonic uh, presence to it as well. I didn't, I, that was news to me. And so it's kind of just, it's every piece of this was like, it was thought out. It was very, like they were trying to go about their rules from whatever book that they were reading. Nobody knows. Somebody can figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Oh, and also, it's interesting. Have you seen the echoes that he was at the uh, Museum of Witchcraft? which I think is somewhere in Ohio. So he was there. He want, when he was in jail, he asked for the encyclopedia of witchcraft right. and wanted this book. So he's reading all that stuff. So he's talking about not magic and there's weird knots uh, in the, in the whole deaths. Um, there are just things that corroborate, corroborate and overlap with all this stuff. And Eccles gets out. Who's he goes see it? Like Genesis P or just like, that One transhumanist or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Weird. Uh, I was trying to understand that too. He was trying to go through like body modification to create some type of human that was gender neutral. And this is androgyne. See, like Crowley wrote about Satan being androgynous, right? Well, that's the ba- the Baphomet. It ha- that goat mm-hmm. monster Baphomet. has breasts. It's supposed to be. So this transhuman yeah. mu- movement actually does have a Luciferian. Uh, there's a Luciferianism behind it. I think so. Day. But yeah. that word was heavily involved with so many crazy people. Peter Christofferson, the Process Church, mm. um, Crowley occultism. It just like he was one of the maybe top occultists up until he I think he died in the last couple of years. But yeah, so Eccles is hanging out with him. Like there's pictures. I can show you pictures of that. Eccles wrote that one drawing that uh, looked that looked like baby sacrifice. I think I had that in my book, right? 
Yeah, um, so I think I got the second edition. So a lot of the pictures were, I think, taken out due to uh, yeah. copyright issues. So yeah, I almost I mean, got I sued. They threatened to sue. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I'm sure uh, they don't want that coming out, especially when they've got 10 to $20 million worth of donation. Who knows how much money they actually have access to now? Who, oh, who knows? It's probably over $100 million oh, yeah. that was just dedicated to them because. There was, there was like Henry Rollins made like a tribute album for the West Memphis three in the thousands. Mm, and it had yeah. all these, these music, like various musicians, like Mike Patton was on it. Chuck D was on it. Was that Eddie Vedder involved too? I think Eddie Vedder. I don't know if yep. he was on the album, but he was definitely involved. Damien Eccles co-wrote a Pearl Jam song, which, which, <laughs> per, which Pearl Jam sucks to begin with. Yeah. The day that Eccles got out of jail, Better was there with uh, to celebrate with him at some local Johnny. hotel. So there's pictures of him together. I wonder how that celebration went. I wonder uh, what they, they were doing. They ate a baby, you know, no big deal. <laughs> Very sinister, do. man. Sinister stuff. No, it's and that's why it seems like people don't know that this is out there. I don't want anyone to follow this, but like you kind of need to know who your enemy is is and that it's well i don't know well well, this is this is something that i i've maintained for a while i'm pretty sure i've said it on the show i don't don't know if i have i think i have that i think and ever since we did a we did a four-part series on laurel canyon which i recommend everyone check out uh nothing is nothing is popular by accident like nothing is is grassroots and oh look, Henry Rollins. With, he also has. Let me like, see if like, let me see if I can get this to play. I can send it to you. Hold on. Well, oh well. While you boot that up, let's see. Uh, there we go. All right. Because it seem to be sticking up for someone who someone else truly believes has murdered a child. There's no way you can reason with that person. I remember thinking that if we could get involved, you'd probably get them out in maybe one or two years. That's how naive I was. It's usually on average of like 15 to 20 years. If you would have told us that, you know, three or four years in, I think it would have been quite daunting. No. <laughs> but back, back to my point, I don't believe anything is grassroots that's popular. And I think the purpose of the popularity of heavy metal, why it was allowed to be on MTV and allowed to be at the face of many things was because it was meant to uh, show that Satanism was non-threatening because there are two types of Satanism. There are libertarians and Hillary Clinton. Like there are people that are just like, it's all about me. Uh, I just want my money and my drugs and my weapons. I, I don't care about anything else. It's all about self-love. And then there's people that actually do sacrifice and, and they packs with the, with the devil and, and magic. And, and the thing is you can be out there saying like, I don't believe that they get powers from that. Well, they do. It doesn't matter if you believe it. Now, do you, do you know who fatty Arbuckle is? Mr. Ramsey? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's and, a famous story. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like that is absolutely a, a child sacrifice. Another example is the Black Dahlia. I mm. I wholeheartedly believe that that is a satanic sacrifice. Like everything about that area, like Hollywood in general, you know, Laurel Canyon, Hollywood, like mm-hmm. they, they, these are demonic areas ran by evil people. Look, they there there's been at least four documentaries made about how three people that murdered and sexually tortured children 
are, are innocent and it's all these, these backwards rednecks. They're wrong, not these good boys. And, and that's the crazy thing about the documentary. It's, it's the point is don't judge a book by its cover, but Oh, uh, by the way, look at all these stupid Southerners judge them. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at, Oh yeah. Oh, he's in good shape. <laughs> yeah. It's not people have criticized me because his picture's not a in great shape, but it does the mom thought he was gonna get beat up in court. So she took these pictures. But you can just kind of see the dots. If you can draw the line between the dots, you can see the faint pentagram on his chest. Uh yeah. And then I, he I, says uh, like capital murder, he's on trial. Sometimes you read, is there a difference between the pentagram with the point up and the pentagram bent down? The one that points up is from Wicca. The one that points down is from Satanism. Uh, the one stating that would be a goat's head. Later in questioning, Echo would miss having a pentagram tattoo on his chest, but lies to the po- prosecutor about whether it's pointed up or down. Do you have a tattoo on your chest? Yes, I did. What was that tattoo? A pentagram. Why did you have a pentagram tattooed to your chest? I thought it was cool. <clears throat> is the fact that you had a pentagram tattooed on your chest, does that mean at any time you were a Satanist? No, it was not a Satanist pentagram it was pointing up. But to me, uh, that's not the case. Yeah, it, it, that kid. I have a, by the way, if people are really interested, like I've gone through this case so much 10 years ago, but I have a lot of the old articles that I put together on my website, William Ramsey Investigates. You can just go click on those. Yeah, I'll put I'll put in any links in the description that, that are interesting because I, I think this whole case is, it is fascinating because it really showed, it, it was almost like a, like a trial run for, for these celebrity cases for like how, how to sway public opinion. Cause I, I once heard a guy say people are worried about, I don't remember who said this, but I, I heard this like some years ago that people are worried about state run media. Well, I think we have a media run state. Like the, the, the court of public, yeah, the court of public opinion is is far stronger than actual evidence. Like, like recent court cases will show that the power that the media has over people. And I don't just mean news, but all media, whether it's TV, movies, music, all all of this stuff, it's far more influential. Like we did an early episode on, uh, the, the, the criminal behaviors of the artist, Chris <laughs> Brown. And this is a guy who's like, not just like he's getting into like arguments and pushing fans that are drunk or whatever. Like he is like choking people. He's beating yeah, the crap out like of them. like beating them. the living daylights out of women, right? Isn't yeah. Drugging yeah, and yeah. raping people. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, like he's, he's doing all these things and then he, he's not even like put on probation. No, they gave him another tour. Yeah, and also, I, I, I want to uh, point this out. You bring up the guy covered in blood and excrement. Well, uh, how about this? What if, um, those, like, Jesse Miss Kelly, like, like, how about he names Baldwin and Eccles because those are the three doing it, but then but Damien had planned for other people to be there, and they helped clean it up because that was one of the answers that they were struggling with was, like, well, uh, like, why is the crime scene as clean as it was? Like, well, they probably had some other people come help them clean it up. Because uh, They say that they slicked off, like, the crime scene, but there was, uh, there's pictures from the court records of blood being on leaves. And it was found through, uh, mm. for, what's the thing they used to, to shoot? I can't remember. Right the now. Infrared? But it was, 
Yeah, there's like an infrared, but it wasn't admissible in court at that time in 1993, but it's in the court records. This is a picture of Eccles with uh, Marilyn Genesis Manson. No, it's Genesis it? Oh, okay. I don't oh, know. If, like, I don't know if that's that. a man or a woman. He would say he's a pander giant, but yeah. It's a man? Okay. Yeah, right. he was originally a man. I forgot his last name. Oh, that's a whole nother show it was very <laughs> oh my god yeah when yeah. i saw that like oh my it never ends <laughs> this saga <laughs> yeah because there are people out there that like they they do think satanism is it's just it is libertarianism essentially it's just about like you it's about your, liberty and freedom right yeah yeah and, and i mm. think that was the point of metal because you get a lot of these especially in the 80s you get people that have satanic imagery and really it's just image like Motley Crue, like use satanic imagery. And while they are degenerates, you know, they're, they're just generic rock stars. Like they weren't out. I mean, Vince Neil did kill someone, but Vince Neil killed someone and he only did 30 days in jail. Yeah. yeah. They're normalizing the, the Satanism. Oh, do you like his nail? That looks charming. Oh, he has like talons, right? So this like, yeah, talons. <laughs> this corroborates uh some of the records from the exhibit 500 was his name. and he almost gouged someone's eyes out yep. yeah i forgot about that <laughs> do you want to hear i mean this is yeah, how he yeah. talked like yeah, yeah, it's yeah, very yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. <laughs> no 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 i i want to hear it yeah of course yeah it's, yeah he doesn't look like he does in the documentary no everything that has happened in my life has came together to create and make me the person that i am now and if any of those things would change, then the person who I now am would not exist. I wouldn't think the same way about things. I wouldn't feel the same way about things. So there's no. But the person that you are today is sitting on death row. Well, I don't think there was anything I could do to change that. What was it? I mean, become a clone give up my personality, give up my identity, just march along like everyone else. I'd rather die first. That is very Patrick a, Bateman, by the way. That That, that is, like, I don't want to, like, make it seem like I'm, I'm hamming it up for the camera, but, like, that is, it is really chilling. Like, like he has this dead stare, and he doesn't at all look like someone innocent and he doesn't sound no. like someone innocent. Like that doesn't sound like to me, if I, if I was accused of that, I'd be like, I didn't do anything. And then like, the whole, like I would remain adamant. Like I didn't mm-hmm. do this. Like, the, like, I don't know why Jesse Miss Kelly lied. Like that's what I would never let anyone forget because again, it all comes down to this is um, you can turn the share screen off. Uh, there you go. Yeah, uh, it all comes down to Jesse Miss Kelly. If he lied, yeah, <laughs> charming. If Jesse Miss <laughs> Kelly lied about that, then Damien Eccles should n- never let anyone forget that it was all about Jesse Miss Kelly lying. But he makes it about him because mm-hmm. he is he like. A lot of people will say like, oh, you psycho. But what they really mean as far as being an insult is like you just got angry over something you probably didn't need to get angry over. He is a genuine psychopath. Like he has that cold, dead stare. Like there is nothing behind him. There, There is. That is a dangerous like, criminal. 
and and Hollywood turned him into an innocent martyr. Yeah, it's the power of mind control and Satanism. This is a metal podcast, so I figure you get Osborne on here. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Osborne knows. Osborne yeah. knows. He knows that Knuckles is important or whatever. No, well, Ozzy wrote the song, Mr. Crowley. <laughs> yeah, and this is, is this is the um this was from the original Paradise Lost. So this was on the table. I think the prosecutor was Price. So that's the another tie to Crowley. I'm really trying to find the better the better picture of these guys together. Where is now now did the, the prosecutor have that book or did he have that book because Damien had it? Well, that's a good question. I know that it was on the table during the prosecution. Because so. Damien Damien and I do believe he perjured himself several times, but I think so too. Yeah. He's, he said that he never read anything by Crowley. He said he knew who he was, but he... And again, this isn't the internet, so it's not like he was clicking around Wikipedia and he came upon the name Aleister Crowley and did a quick, a quick early life type deal. Okay, yeah, and so I'll make my book of codes. He knew who that guy was. And Oh, no question. Yeah, and he just said, like, I've, I've heard of him. If I... Yeah, and he, he does cover, cover his butt a few times, saying, like, well, I would have read about him, but I, I believe he, he was very familiar with him. And that oh, was yeah. an, that was an era where like you you have to really find those things. Like yeah. he, he went out of his way to find that. It's not like he heard the song uh, Mr. Crowley and that's why it's stuck in his head. And that's that's what they want you to think. You know, who's they? Shut up. You know what I mean? Like the, obviously the the people behind this narrative, they want you to think that, oh, because he, when he talks about the bands he likes, he throws out you too. Like he's trying, like obviously not a, a, a metal band, but he's trying to like make it seem like, oh, yo, this is just music. It's all, it's all innocent. These, they, there's no power. And I, and I don't believe a lot of the bands he listed are satanic. He lists Megadeth. Megadeth has one record that I would say is absolutely satanic. But for the most part, Metallica is not lyrically a satanic band. Uh, uh, I can't remember the other band. I guess Slayer. Slayer, they got some. More of their imagery is satanic. Uh, most of their lyrics is about just dying, which you know, not not exactly cheerful, but more wholesome. <laughs> yeah, but more. Yeah, most of this, most of this stuff is. It's it's just meant to make people think that oh it's it's harmless and that's why there was so much emphasis on quote unquote satanic panic. There mm-hmm. was a, a Tom Hanks movie. It was like a Dungeons and Dragons movie. I can't remember the name of it. It might even be called Monsters and Mazes. I think that it's something like that. But it, it's it's a movie about how people play Dungeons and Dragons, and then they get caught up in. The, in the satanic panic. And it was really meant to make people think the satanic panic is just that. Like, oh, people are seeing Satan everywhere. <laughs> but shortly after like, we, we went for like the satanic panic of the eighties to the complete nihilism of the nineties. And, and there, there has been a huge rise in atheism. And as people grow atheist, they have less and less of a purpose. So they have to fill it with material goods. And a lot of people, what they do is they define their life by the TV shows they watch. 
And those TV shows enforce their political ideology or their social viewpoint. Everything that people believe now is a result of the TV shows and movies that they watch. And I think this may have just been the best opportunity that Hollywood had to begin that because it's not every day you get a, a, like an actual satanic murder in you in, in the, in the nice wholesome Bible belt of the South. Like it's like you can have a murder, like, like Columbine or something, but how do, how do you, how do you make a documentary out of the two kids from Columbine and make them look innocent? <laughs> I mean, even this one, like, but they did it. I get, or they tried to. <laughs> well, well, no one other than Jesse Miss Kelly was able to actually see them doing it because you know you have them on. You have video footage of the Columbine shooters versus this. Like no, no one. Mm. It's not like they did this like behind a blockbuster video where the security cams from the Seven Eleven saw them and. Well, that's all we have is we have the security cams of them leaving that alley at the time of the murder. But everything about this, it's, it's all just meant for people to think there is no power of Satanism. Meanwhile, all of their media comes from Satanism. It really, it really does. Like you, and you don't have to believe that they have, you know, sexual powers from doing it, but they sure do. Is there anything else yeah. that we forgot? Because the, the thing is, this case is it's just so dense. Yeah, I think the one thing, it's like if you scrape your arm and you're around Damien Eccles, he's literally going to suck the blood, the, the oh, yeah. warm blood out of your arm. Like that, like that's the type of dude. I, I didn't realize that before reading the book, that it was like he, vampire. Yeah, like I, and it makes, it makes me think about those episodes of South Park where they have like vampire. the vampire episodes trying to make fun of it. But I'm like, hmm. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Because you're going to see people that like, I'm a vampire and they're drinking Clamato and like, oh, yeah, yeah, the so, Clamato like, so anyone that says they're a vampire, well, you know, yeah. they're harmless. Meanwhile, this guy is drinking actual blood and he's talking about mm-hmm. the life force of blood. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Here's the polygraph test. And uh, yeah. So th- this is my question on this. Cause I I've seen this before. It, are these the questions that they just showed deception on? Or did he, or are these just the ones that were relevant? This is just a, this is what the remarks were um, about this thing. He was given the polygraph test five days after the event. So it just well, says right. deception indicated. Yeah, because it says there's a 10, 10 question polygraph test was formulated. Three polygraph charts were conducted. The test contained the following relevant questions. So is, is these just the ones that he lied on? Is that what would would be considered relevant or is it just because these are the ones I'll, I'll just go through it for those listening question three at any time Wednesday or Wednesday night, were you in Robin hood Hills? No deception detected. Were you present when those boys were killed? No deception detected. Did you kill any of those three boys? No deception detected. Do you know who killed those three boys? No deception detected. Do you suspect anyone of having killed those three boys? No deception detected. So, and all, th- uh, actually, I don't know if, uh, Jesse, Miss Kelly took one. Jason Baldwin also took a polygraph and he also had the same, uh, deception detected on those. Jesse, Miss Kelly, I think 
did. I, I just can't remember. Was he given a polygraph test as well? I think so. If I remember correctly, yeah, he failed it. Yeah, that I, I, I just can't say for sure. I think he did. But anyway, all of this stuff, it, it's all available online. Like all of this, all the, like court records, yeah. you can all find it. So like, if you think that we're just a bunch of wacky Bible thumpers, oh geez, look at these guys. They're, they're, the, they're in fear of the satanic panic. Oh, don't you know? Well, it's all available. Like you, you can find if you want to see it. Like what, what would you rather see? Oh, there's Eddie better. Is that Damien? That's better with Dixie chicks, Natalie Maines. And that's Eccles wife. Oh, Eccles. I don't know who the guy on the far left is. Probably the lawyer. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Either. I would just, I would just assume that. Yeah, the, the Dixie Chicks also they were. Yeah, in, they got involved as weren't well. Were they in front of like the Capitol? Yeah, the Dixie building? Chicks were involved. Or the courthouse. Yeah. I, I can't remember. I saw the, the 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 video of them, and and then they had a like a big. It almost looked like a quilt of postcards for people like they hang in there, West Memphis Three. They tricked the entire public. Like Roger Ebert on at the movies was talking about how the only reason that these kids were suspected was because of satanic panic. But the only reason, not the the uh, medical uh, um, assessment, saying that this this Damien Eccles might be the next Charles Manson or Ted Bundy, like that. Right, right. <laughs> not not Jesse Miss Kelly saying that they did it and giving. Je- and by the way, Jesse Miss five Kelly, times. Yeah, so Jesse. So anyone can, like right now, DJ can admit to uh, having been the guy who killed uh, Jimmy Hoffa, and people yes. do that. People do that frequently. They they just they'll just lie about that for infamy because there are crazy people that are just desperate for attention. Jesse Miss Kelly gave details about um, st- stuff from the crime that was not available to the public. Damien did as well. He had mentioned that, you know, the killers would have peed in the mouths of the children. And then that was before they did the autopsy. It's like, oh, there is pee in their stomachs. So only the killer could possibly know that. And you know what? One weird thing that I I, kind of got my head spinning and you just showed, I think, Winona Ryder in that last. Yeah, Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you say that, you know, not trying to go into Aleister Crowley, but in the magic stuff, 11 is a very important number or whatever. And it makes me think. Hmm. Where have I heard that name? Well, in Stranger Things, you have that girl named Eleven of all the names oh, to give wow. her. And then you have Stranger Things doing the, the Metallica thing and that little demonic stuff. So I and think that, there yeah. are a, and the, yeah, I think there's a lot total, of so total satanic I, panic thing. So yeah, thing. so I think it's still out there. What was the name <laughs> of the character that was placed on Eccles in the in the fourth series? Eddie Munson. Eddie Munster, right? So it's a five and a That's six, right? right? Yeah, dude, they've listened to my stuff. Those guys who wrote that, that <laughs> they, they, I know that they know. Well, I know they know that they've listened to at least one or two of my talks. There's well, here's the question: or or are they so involved in Satanism mm. that they just no, know this so. stuff? Okay, no, I, <laughs> they're not that involved. Here's the other thing: is like I put out uh, the fourth. Let's see, I put out my last book in 2021, and their last series, I think, was the fourth episode, and I was talking about the Order of Nine Angles, 
and water being a portal to like the dark gods. And what do they do? Like dark for, for the <laughs> dark underground to go to they the They had to go down, into a swim in a, way, a lake. Or the bottom of the lake. <laughs> so what? I think it, uh, those things come after my, those talks. Like nobody knew squat about the order of nine angles uh, okay, other than yeah. people who were involved in the order of nine angles. Yeah. I, I, so, mm. I, what, I don't, I've never heard. What is, is that like a, like a that's a whole nother show, thing? baby. <laughs> oh, no. oh, yeah. well, like, like, is that just like a, like, or nine, is that like an actual, like, like the pentagram is like five angle. Is that what like, not, I don't I don't even the know. whole nother show. Right. Okay. Exactly. Oh, okay. That's okay. my point. Fair enough, fair enough. They, they, that, that's, this is one of my funniest. Like I took all these screenshots back when I was on Facebook, but this is like a funny one. I'll just read it to you. Oh, Kara great. says, I watched the devil's Knot and several other documentaries about this. And I firmly believe that those boys were innocent. So much evidence points away from them and actually points directly to the stepfather of oh. the victims. Then I replied, no, it does not. I said, su- I suggest you read the court transcripts and police files. Omission is the greatest form of life. So I was using that line back then. Mm-hmm. Then oh, she yeah. sends me something back. Seven hours later, I spent an, an hour, hour reading <laughs> West Memphis three facts. All I can say now is I'm really confused. It wouldn't be shocking at all if the government were lying to the public, but to have these civilian lawyers and celebrities <laughs> who purposely omitted information just to prove these guys innocent. Thanks for making me question it. My head is spinning too much. But that happens so much. Like uh, this is like one of hundreds. Oh, she actually looked into it. Okay, yeah. I thought she was like, well, I spent an hour, and after I found <laughs> like, <laughs> well, so here and, and, and something that I want to comment on. She spent an hour looking at it, and she said she's confused. Well, and and the reason she's confused is because everything that she's been programmed to believe is is fighting the actual facts that she just came upon. She didn't just say, "Oh, okay, here's another side of it." Yeah, these guys are these guys are uh, guilty. They they did it. She she doesn't know how to how to come to terms with reality Mm -hmm. because she sees everything like her whole perception of reality comes through a fictional lens like that. Mm-hmm. I watched a Hollywood product. Therefore I know the fact. Oh yeah. yeah and this, yeah. Damien Eccles, he kind of, he's starting to look like uh, the guy from arrested development now, <laughs> but yeah, I saw, I saw a picture of him with, with, cause if you, if he takes a shirt off, he is covered in tattoos. Oh yeah. But, Have you seen his back tattoo? I have not. I I just saw the one. Okay, on well, guess, guess what? Guess what? Uh-huh. Today's the day. <laughs> but this is interesting too. He's on Tim Pool, and look at Tim Pool's like repeating this false accusations. Accusations sentenced mm-hmm. to eighteen years on death row. One point three one. This is this year. Yeah, one point three one million subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> that's not. Yeah, that's that's a that's little bit of a reach, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. this is unbelievable. You gonna hear it? Uh, this okay, or is no, that just a screenshot? That's just a screenshot. Oh, okay, we can yeah, that's fine. That, no, that's fine. We don't have to listen to. It. But yeah, uh, <sighs> but I, I bring up the the tattoo. He has the satanic cross on him, and I don't mean the upside down one. I mean like the one. It's got like an infinity symbol with like the, the double know? cross or whatever. Yeah, or? I think it's called the Leviathan. I don't know. That's what I've heard it being called. I don't know exactly what it is. Um, but this is the these are the tattoos he shares with Depp. So Depp has these little, and that's the Theban alphabet. It's the witch language. Oh, but I'm trying to find my other one here. Yeah, that's good. Didn't he? Yeah, have, no, he was interested. What's well, that? Didn't he have his his wife move to Salem? I think he moved to Salem. Yeah, he moved to Salem. Oh, he moved, and then yeah. New York, and now he's in um, New Orleans. Oh, good. 
yeah, but the, like he's talking on the stand, like, oh, I'm inter- I was into the Catholic Church, and, and his sister was saying that he wanted to be a priest. I don't believe <laughs> yeah. that for a second. Like, not a, a, a you second. shouldn't. You shouldn't believe it. <laughs> no, it it's ridiculous because if if he really cared about that, like he would just be like adamant. And I've met people like this, like actual devout people, and like I I believe wholeheartedly. In the Bible, I, I believe in Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I do believe in Jesus. Uh, if you don't, uh, you know, I, I can't, I can't convince you, but you know, think about getting right with it. But this guy would be, if he were innocent again, and all these things were as he said they were, he would be praying. It's like, oh, I know God will will show everyone the light. But this guy is into Satanism. He's into Aleister Crowley. He's into witchcraft, and he has Hollywood, the most satanic entity on the planet, essentially come to rescue him. Mm. Like that, that there, there's there's not much more that needs to be said on that. Is this guy, this guy is a satanist, and he, I believe, he ritualistically murdered. I don't know Margaret Cho. <laughs> yeah, she's another supporter. Great. Yeah, this is from the second documentary, right? I I don't even know if that's from a document. That's okay. I found my better stuff. Yeah, because because um, I, I remember what he looked like. I remember he had those glasses in the second documentary. Before they started shooting, he had the long hair and he looked really freaky. So they they cut his hair and they they try to dress him up like an intellectual. I just, this is Daddy Vetter, and he's well. This is the day after. They got out of jail. So mm. he doesn't have all his tattoos yet, but this is the party they had. And I think that that's the bridge in Memphis in the background. So they went to Memphis to have this party. Wow. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's interesting. He doesn't have any tattoos there. And I guess he wouldn't have any done yet. in, in yeah, yet. Cause he is blasted all over the place. Wow. No. And it's really interesting to me too, in the book where, he went on uh, Piers Morgan tonight on September 29th, 2011, and Damien Eccles can be seen uh, making the occult sign of silence. And, and he also did, uh, as recently as December 6th, 2012, obviously he's probably done more since then, on the television show The View, Damien Eccles can be seen repeatedly making the same hand gesture throughout the interview. Uh, that's something that just really it, it <laughs> resonated with me. It was very interesting that... Um, in my view, I, I feel like they try to put this in front of us, almost like mocking us at times. I think so. I think that I think that uh, Piers Morgan knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, what, what, there's there's a term for it, right? It's like some kind of humiliation ritual. Is that it? Yeah, some dupers delight too. They like to smile. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. There's another one with Rollins. Yeah, Rollins, I think if this is their attorney or something's going on. I don't know what it is. It's good. He's, Henry Rollins is getting involved in the legal aspect. That that seems really nice. Yeah, and I really liked. Uh, well, I wouldn't say I liked, but it, it was very interesting. In your book that you go over the satanic teenage killers and also the cause celebrity killers. Uh, I thought that was fascinating. So it's not just a one time thing. It, it's this has been there a while. Um, yeah, no, there's no doubt. You know, there's a Manson. I mean, 
just I have like I have one file on my computer. Child killer to the stars. <laughs> you go great. <laughs> yeah, it's called Child Killer to the Stars. He's friends with uh, Dave Navarro. Mm-hmm. You know, there's pictures of him with Navarro. It just goes on and on and on and on. Yeah, he he is a genuine like superstar. Like he is a celebrity. Like he is a member of high society. And again, that that doesn't that doesn't. I, I'm using the term kind of tongue in cheek. Like I, I do not view these people. Uh, these people are trash. Like I mm. mean, look at them. They're, they're hanging out with an actual <laughs> child killer. This is not. This is not high society. But th- that is the perception over in the in this part of of the world. Yeah, the the Hollywood elite. These these are the people to look up to. These are like Marilyn Manson. Almost is kind of like a Damien Eccles figure. Because he presents himself, I mean, it's it's a little different, but like it in um, as far as his performance, he comes off like you know the album Antichrist Superstar. But when he goes on talk shows, he's uh, well, I I've often find that people do not communicate like he he pres- he carries himself like he is this intellectual, and and Damien Eccles mm. does the same too. But it's like what what is the real face? Because these these people are, they're not who we're told they are. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely no doubt about it. Let me see if I can. I'm trying to find this old video that I had of the Piers Moore. I kind of did an analysis. Oh, okay. That would I have be my old, yeah, and if people want to see kind of my old West Memphis 3, YouTube was kind enough to give me my old site back. So you can go William Ramsey and just kind of go back through and you can see my uh, smiling face killers research, but you can see my old, really old videos about uh, the West Memphis three that I had. Up there. Yeah. I'll, I'll check that out. I'm really interested, especially that. I mean, all your a, stuff, but <laughs> it's a good timestamp, you know, so you can go back. I've been, I've been interviewed by like, I was interviewed by a high school student about the case I go into the, the storage locker um, that the, they, they they didn't pay the money for the storage locker. So it was revealed. It came out and <laughs> there's all kinds of kinky things in there. Actually, the guy was very nice because he had naughty pictures of Eccles and his wife that he put in a folder and sent back to them. Oh, wow. really could have. And there's a cool basis of the West Memphis three Alex Sanders. I think that the, like the, if you look into some of these witchcraft things, it really does tie over with uh West Memphis three. It's crazy. And, and, and that storage locker, that wasn't the smiley face killers. That was Damien Eccles. Correct. Okay. There's an old storage locker and Jonesboro, I think was where the jail was. So it was an old storage locker there and they just didn't pay it. And somebody, you know, it's like storage wars or something like that. <laughs> Some guy bought it and didn't know what he's get, what he was going to get. And it was just, it was almost like a library of books. Eccles does like books. And he's mm-hmm. been caught. And actually, the OTO chapter in Arkansas has a section of their, like, oasis or whatever that's called the Damien Eccles Library because he donated so many books there. So, but the storage locker had books. It had him talking about how, like, he was actually the devil, not a devil. He wrote that. He also kind of wrote really kinky, uh, you know, stuff to his wife. It's, it's definitely his handwriting. I mean, there's absolutely no question about it. 
that's probably more than that's enough. probably like the best thing that you could find as far as like a storage wars thing because I, I i knew a guy who used to do that and most of the time you, you you just find old junk but like wow you found the the collections and writings of a uh a satanic child murder i don't want to call him convicted killer yeah convicted killer here so so i'll just give you an idea this is what it looks like if you go and scroll this is from eight years ago so you can see Damien Eccles in the moon, bizarre behavior, police statements of Jones and Luttrell, him calling himself a magician, you know, like a, it's a pretty <laughs> specific thing. The lies of Damien Eccles. There's, this is the audio. If you want to listen to the audio of uh, that thing, I can probably play it right now, but here he is talking with Damien, uh, Dave Navarro, Damien Eccles in the satanic underground, Damien Eccles in the OTO. There's, I thought I had a Piers Morgan. Hillary Clinton drunk. She was, oh man. <laughs> and this is your stream, right? Yeah, this uh, is sure. from William Ramsey okay. Investigates on YouTube. Okay. It disappeared for two years and now it just reappeared. Oh, we yeah, listened they, to Fogelman's closing <laughs> statement. Yeah, pretty interesting. But this is, uh, let's see if I can get this up. He, here he calls him like a danger or something like it. Like some of this audio, it's just there for posterity. Please, the court, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, they've told the court I'm going to be short, and from a prior argument, y'all may not think that I'm capable of that, but it will be. Y'all have heard everything, and there's not much, a lot more to say that you can say. Uh, it's extremely important in this case that when you go back and look at those instructions, that you, just like the judges told y'all along, that you consider each victim separately and each defendant separately. And when you consider those verdicts and you decide whether or not the murders occur in a cruel or depraved manner, it is crucial that you consider each victim separately and each defendant separately and decide for each of these victims whether or not their death meets that definition. And it's crucial that you do that. As far as whether it's it meets those definitions for each one, it words can't describe. I'm not. I wasn't going to show you the pictures again, but I'm not going to do it because y'all seen the pictures and you know what they are. But again, I urge you to look at each one of them separately. This case depends on you looking at each one separately. If for some reason you decide that one of the deaths does not meet the definition, make the appropriate verdict for that particular victim. Now, in this case, I'm gonna remind you what the judge told you. This stuff, this Dr. Moneypenny's testimony and the questions that I asked related to, to uh, Damien Nichols' statements, they only apply to Damien, only. They do not apply to Jason Law. Testimony, they said, well, Damien wouldn't have an opportunity to be with his son. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Moore and, and Stevie Branch and Christopher Byers their families can't be with them anymore and they can't be with their families. 
that was taken away from them on May the 5th, 1993. I told you I wasn't going to talk on, I'm not, I'm going to conclude with this. This statement of Damien, he puts it all in, I, I just put it all inside, describes this as more than just anger, like rage. Sometimes he does, in quotes, blow up, relates that when this happens, the only solution is to hurt someone. Damien reports being told at the hospital that he could be another Charles Manson or Ted Bundy. When questioned on his feelings, he states, I know I'm going to influence the world. People will remember me. <laughs> we ask for your verdict. Let's see if I can find that old. Wow. Not a, yeah. That's and, just, just haunting. <laughs> well, and it, 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 the thing that stands out the most to me is that he excludes James Baldwin. And this is the call that we talked about earlier. So this is a week after the murders. Hmm. I've had the misfortune of listening to a lot of his stuff. It sounds exactly like yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that was the thing that that I did. I tried to familiarize myself with this, as much of him as as I could, especially at that time. I've only listened to here and there of, of the more recent stuff because he he does sound different now because he you know he's a boy at that time. But that it's not just like the tone of voice; it's the way he's talking. He has a very specific him and him and Jesse Miss Kelly have very very distinct voices. Now it's clearly not Jesse Miss Kelly. Jesse Miss Kelly is, is not as dumb as they tried to make him out to be, but he is not smart. But that that sounds very different. <laughs> but it certainly is not John Byers, uh, which. Um, no. Isn't that one of the characters from Stranger Things? Isn't his name Jonathan Byers? Yeah, no, there's oh, all kinds of Will, overlap. Will Byers. Yeah. Oh, wow. Look, yeah, I didn't even think of that. that there's all there's... kinds of overlaps with my work in that show. There, and, or in the West Memphis 3, because the Byers kid is there. The bikes are all there, right? So the kids had the bikes on the night. And Byers goes missing. Yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but like that, that just, uh, it, it's... It, it's deep. <laughs> yeah, that just popped into my head. I forgot about that. Uh, you know, not. not I, think I did a show on Stranger Things and stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did actually. But that doesn't sound like any of the fathers. It, just, it sounds nothing like. Them. It does sound like Damien Eccles, and it is, and it's rough audio. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it's 
recorded through an old phone in 1993. So it's, I don't know what they used. It's probably on literal tape. So it's tough to, it's not like we have free lossless audio like we have today in a digital format. But I mean, you, you can hear it. It's out there. You be the judge. Yeah, there's there's one. Oh, sorry. What was that? Here's the one that I mentioned in the book where he makes the sign of silence. Mm. It's right in front of your face. Like, here it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Never. I hadn't seen daylight in He's lying almost too. a decade. I hadn't been exposed to sunlight. In 10 years? Almost 10 years, yes. What are you thinking throughout this period? I mean, this is... For an innocent man, as many believe that you are, and you've always protested this, what are you thinking when you're stuck in there? The only thing the only thing you can do and maintain your sanity is to not think about the case and not think about what's happening to you. You have to sort of immerse yourself into a routine and never deviate from that routine. You know, work out your own exercise regimen, work out a meditation regimen, um, start some sort of practice, whether it be artwork, writing, whatever it is. You have to... Um, Create your own. I don't, I don't know where the old one that I had, where it's he's with Baldwin too, which he does the mm. same can gesture. Well, I'm glad he got national uh, a broadcast to, to give us all advice on what to do if we're, we're ever locked up. You know, one thing that popped into my mind was what a part of the dream team that they had was this guy named John Douglas. And now John Douglas was the essentially the character of um, Clarice Starling's mentor in uh, uh silence of the lambs so it's like it's 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 really freaky <laughs> and and he he decided that uh damien uh isn't a threat or has any previous uh, violence or, or any issues after um you know and you had mentioned oh i guess he didn't know that he tried to scratch out uh shane divilbiss's eyes out or that damien threatened to kill laura maxwell's brother and her parents uh the charter hospital recorded that he has a history of extreme physical aggression towards others. I mean, we've pretty much gone over all this, but it's like, it's a complete manipulation of the facts. Well, we also forgot that, um, he told his girlfriend that if it's a girl that she gives birth to, that they were going to sacrifice it for the mm. devil. I forgot that one, but she oh, it turned out to be a, a boy. huh? Yeah. And she said that he wouldn't because <clears throat> he's a coward. Hmm. Are are those are are his girlfriends still around? Like, do they do they do the press tour or something? I, I don't, that I I really don't know. No. Them I don't know anything. That about would be now. interesting. I don't know. The, this, the, is, the, this is another one of uh, Piers Morgan and Eccles doing the same hand. Oh, just, nice. Just yeah, he is. Yeah, it's a vow of silence. It's real for you to see these people doing this. Oh, well, it's very odd. Uh, Uplifting because when you when you when you have people in these positions, they're kind of like um, leaders, <laughs> all the people you know. We raise these people up in positions because they have a talent. They give something back to the community. So when they take on a cause that they feel is very important, that should be signs to the rest of us. Hey, this is something worthwhile. We're fighting for. So for us on the inside. It, it was amazing, and it how left, did you feel? Other people know it was okay. This guy here sitting next to you. You know, you, you come across to me, I've never met you before in my life, but you come across to me as somebody grounded, intelligent, eloquent, not the things you would associate with the portrayal of you in your court case of this 
devil-worshipping, satanic, occult-obsessed, you know, weirdo, dangerous maniac who could be capable of killing three young children. You knew him very well. You were his best friend at the time. Put, put yourself aside for one moment. When you saw him described as this evil ringleader of mass murder, what I were you thinking? I know everyone just had it wrong. They didn't know him. You know, like I, Piers Morgan must be blind because yeah, it's like a free <laughs> cool. Yeah, same with Jason Baldwin. You could just sense like that evilness through them. <laughs> so strange. Yeah, that, so that, he's covering that is wild. He's covering for him. Yeah, I don't think there's anything. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, that's like controlled opposition, if you yeah. whatever, if you want to call that. Um, goodness, that I, I'm like just seeing them. Like you could just look at them, and be like, oh yeah, those are. Those are freaks. <laughs> I guess those, those are the guys that you're going to applaud or uh, have that are innocent. I, I don't see it. Make I four don't. documentaries. And, and you know, have, I think they have oh. incredible range of uh, support all over the place. Their last most recent lawyer before they got out was from DC. Why do they have a DC lawyer? Why do they have a DC litigation lawyer? It's so strange. Like who paid for that? Yeah. And, and they were Reardon's from the SF. Yeah, they so Jason Baldwin and Damien, you had mentioned in the book that they were lovers, right? Or uh, it kind of seemed like they did, they they messed around or seems like with each other. Okay, it seemed like it that there was some kind of like uh relationship. I think that even in Miss Kelly's confession, they were they he was talking about before the kids supposedly showed up Mm -hmm. at at Robin Hood Hills, they were going down on one another. (laughs) Yeah, it, that was kind of confusing. They were, I thought they were like in water or something. And, and, and Jesse's like, oh, well, I didn't go under the water because I got a, an ear infection. But they would take turns going under the water and going down on each other or doing something under the water. I mean, leave your imagination up to it, I guess. But that, that's not what, uh, you know, uh, friends generally do that aren't, uh, sexually active with each other i guess to put it uh <laughs> um, yeah so kind of strange not something that hey guys you want to get together and uh take turns it's not something that's ever <laughs> crossed my mind yeah uh, that, no, they weren't trying to see how long they could hold their breath underwater and timing each other that's not what it seemed like yeah and uh by the way in that first pierce morgan video that that was the one, the picture I was talking about where his hands are pressed against the glass and he looks, he looks oh, really yeah. sinister. That was the one I was mm-hmm. talking about. And before the documentary, they, they, they cut his hair and they give him the glasses and they, they make him, they, they clean them up to try to make them look as, as nice as possible because he, he is genuinely a scary looking guy. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, oh, I, yeah. I don't, I don't think someone that wears black and has long hair is necessarily scary. There is something about him, like he just has this dead stare to him. Like there's, there's no, there's no life in his eyes. He, he is a very scary person. And the, the other two, you know, I do think that they were dumb enough to have gotten caught up in the, the stuff that he was interested in, because peer pressure is still a thing. And you know, you got, you got a friend that he's kind of like the, the alpha dog of the pack. And he's like, here's the thing we're going to do. And you know, you're oh, let's go along with our buddy. And I, I think that they, they bought into it. And I think Jesse, Miss Kelly, once things started getting, you know, hot and heavy for, 
lack of a better term, I think he he did run away. I do think that he did more than he said in his confession. Because I think in his confession, mm-hmm. he was trying to, like, oh, I, I just saw them. And once the, the thing started getting violent, I ran away. I think he did a little no, he, more. He, he captured one of the kids, though. Um, that one of the kids would have gotten away if not for him. I mean, it is what he said. But I mean, he admitted that he tracked one down and I think either tied one up or let them tie him up but kid did get away he had to track him down it is, it is very disturbing and very sad really it is very beyond unfortunate what happened I, that, uh, in many ways <clears throat> i think that was the moment in the documentary when he starts crying when the, when the guy said had you not mm-hmm. caught this kid and tied him up he'd still be alive today I mm-hmm. think that was the moment when he was crying and yeah. all three knots are different and, yes. that is, and that is something that in, investigators point to is just when you tie a knot, you, you tie it the same way every time. So it's, it's like a, a fingerprint in a way, because, you know, you do something a thousand times, it just, just becomes habit. So all three knots were different. And that also goes against, uh, the, the, one of the dads did it. Well, cause uh, he had to be strong enough to do this. Like, well, why couldn't two people lift a body? Because that was one thing that they tried to, to, to go for, was what the Damien's legal team tried to go with. Like, well, they couldn't have done it because, and, and they are little boys. Like, you know, uh, they were 16, 17. Eight years 18. old. Well, I'm talking oh, about. Yeah. Um, but the, the, yeah, the, they're the little killers. Boys. Yeah, but the killers, you know, they're 16, 17, 18 at the time of the trial. Uh, was that, how long was the trial after the actual murder? 1994. So I think they went to trial in March of 1994. So the murders happened in May 1993. They're arrested on June 5th. So there was about a month before they fought, all three got arrested. Okay. So, so they were 15, 16, 17, roughly about, about the time of the murders. Correct. And Eccles was an adult at the time of trial. So he was 18. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, they they tried to go with well, you know these they're little boys they they couldn't do that too. Uh, again, you know they're they, I think they were second graders, right? Or they're eight years old. The kids they killed, they were all eight. Yeah, yeah, eight. yeah, yeah. So that you know they're still little, but uh, uh, you have two people they they can easily handle an eight year old boy, like, even if Damien Eccles is probably. 120 pounds, Jason Baldwin, maybe 110. I don't know. Maybe they're a little more than that. I don't know how tall either of them are, but they, they look very frail as far as teenagers go for the time. Mm-hmm. You have two of them, or maybe there's more. Maybe more people were there. Who knows what happened? There, J- Jesse Miss Kelly said he ran away. Uh, they don't have alibis. And that's a, that's another thing. There was no alibis for them. Damien right, said, they all fell apart. <laughs> yeah, Damien said I was talking to my girlfriends, and his girlfriend said no, we were trying to call him, and we couldn't get a hold of him, which also left out of the documentary. Baldwin's attorney did not even proffer an alibi <laughs> court. Yeah, it's just it's like laughable. Hey, they didn't even try. <laughs> like, wait, we're gonna get off. <laughs> Uh, that's despicable yeah Jason Baldwin (laughs) said oh well I don't have an alibi because my mom worked late or something like that like his mom worked late so there was just no one that could vouch for him so there's a lot of time that's missing 
And so Jesse Miss Kelly says it happened at noon. And then that was kind of the, the, the defense's way of saying like, well, he said that happened at noon. That couldn't be right. So it must be all wrong. And, <laughs> and this, and this uh, is something I'm not uh, sure of. Did it, it, it did happen at night, correct? Not the evening, but like dark. Yeah, I think that the coroner put time of death five thirty or six, so okay. it was right at sundown. Okay, and, and this is uh, I I've never been to Arkansas, so I don't know what the sunrise sunset is like. So five thirty sun, I'll take your word for it. Sounds right to me. Uh, but there, it's probably not something that took them like five minutes to do. Like this probably lasted several hours, especially them desecrating them after that it, mm. they were dead. Cause they definitely desecrated the body. That's a very occult thing to do. Somebody, somebody had to have the will to take a stick and bash in one of the guy's heads, one of the kid's heads. So pretty rough, not just the, the, the one kid testicles, but oh. according to the coroner, like somebody got knocked out with a stick and then drowned. And Jesse had the visual in his mind that they were wiggling like a worm in the water. And they were drowned. That's what he remembered. Well, someone all, oh, I can't remember all the names, but I think it was, might've been, it was someone's cousin, I believe maybe Damien's cousin, but someone's cousin testified that Damien uh, killed a dog, but he bashed its head in until the eyes popped out. So it just, that's, it's just another, uh, a repeating motif. It's just, it's too many things to ignore. You watch a documentary. Uh, we, we could, us three could make a documentary right now about like some random old guy in a neighborhood and we could totally frame it. Like he was a, a, a serial killer and, and like, we could just shoot it to make him look sinister, make him look scary and people would buy it. But the they guy, buy a lot of stuff. Yeah. 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 But innocence fraud is all over the place, man. It's everywhere. Yeah. All, yeah. Again, that, and that's a good point. The, the, the lie by omission comment. And, and that's, and that's really what this documentary was hinged on. It's just, well, if we leave out the actual facts and we just, uh, have people rely on emotion, we can have whatever narrative we want. The American people have been conditioned to be suggestible and easily put into kind of some kind of, uh, you know, trance state by watching too much TV. <laughs> if you read you're right. your whole different view of life is totally different. Some of these people don't read. They just watch TV all day. So what would they know? They have people like Piers Morgan informing missing <laughs> the most ruthless, brutal way. Like well, I think probably, you're, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I think you're a couple great guys. Oh, thanks Piers. And, and you had mentioned in your book too, and I, I wrote it down here in a media saturated internet age, attorneys recognize and accept that represent that representation of their clients take place both in and outside of the courthouse. Like that should just throw up red flags initially. It's like, it doesn't matter the facts of the case. You have to argue the facts of, of the character. Okay. And then what else they're into? Oh, and then try to figure out a way to, to just manipulate and manipulate public opinion. doesn't matter that these guys are convicted killers because Piers Morgan says that they, they seem really nice to him and they came on his show. <laughs> like this is such BS, man. It just really upsets me. People are wondering, why do you guys care about this? Oh, why do you care? Well, <laughs> cause 
Why we live in this you? world. <laughs> yeah. Why don't <laughs> you? Yeah. There's so many, like, I mean, the whole Innocence Project, a lot of those guys are frauds, like people that they're trying to get out of jail. And it's a, it's a degradation of really the legal process, too. Like, the, these guys ruthlessly made these attorneys look terrible. I mean, they, they deliberately, in my opinion, made, like, um, one of that one, the Fogelman look like a, like a tool and cut edited very powerful, you know, it's very powerful yeah, yeah. director because you can just miss misstate so much stuff. So it's, I think it's really kind of a important understanding of media. Like, I mean, there we're really kind of in a media battle, disinformation, misinformation battle. Mm-hmm. And the West Memphis three could be included in the current spectrum of uh, this whole deceptive. I mean, it's like you can easily, lose your job or a horrible day. If you say the wrong thing, oh, take the wrong position. So totally. And, and we've, you know, we, we did do that, the Laurel Canyon deep dive. And that's kind of where we realized, wow, this, this media taking over, um, well, essentially the CIA taking over the media. This has been around since the sixties, uh, as far as we know. Um, so they've gotten pretty good at this. That's why you can get these convicted killers off pretty easily like literally on death row uh damon eccles even said he had been i guess raped on death row a year after being imprisoned but it's like wow uh it is don't underestimate that power of the media honestly i mean we, we see it right here um and it, and it keeps happening i mean your your uh chapter on the cause celebre killers i mean it, it mentioning mumia uh, abu jamal and and the people involved with that um I mean, he murdered a police officer and you've got, um, you know, despite the overwhelming evidence of guilt in that murder, um, he became a global cause celebre with uh, Nelson Mandela, Susan Sarandon, Whoopi Goldberg, Alec Baldwin, the European Parliament uh, and Amnesty International are all included among his supporters. (laughs) So you have the same thing with this case with Damien Eccles. It it just keeps happening. The same freaking people. (laughs) It just we we need more people like uh, like you, Mr. William Ramsey, because you you've been uh, fantastic. Uh, we appreciate your efforts, your research. Uh, I can't wait to read more of your stuff, and I'm super glad your YouTube's back up. I have a lot of uh, work ahead of me. Uh, I hope we can get you back on the show again. Sure. We have a lot more to talk about. But is there anything else we can, um, you know, plug in for you? Anything you want to talk about? Uh, where can people find you? Um, my yeah, book has been out since 2012, so you can you can find it on my website, William Ramsey Investigates. If you want to sign a copy, you can buy it from Amazon. And then, like I said, like all my old kind of uh, videos that I did have magically reappeared on William Ramsey Investigates on YouTube. And you can go back and check those out. They're all dated nine, ten years ago, eight or nine years ago. And I've uh, published some new books. I published a new book on the Smother Face Killers, so you can get that. That's out now. And that's the kind of uh, phenomenon of young men disappearing from bars yeah. that will be found in water. It's like a huge number. Um, Fascinating. And, yeah, my podcast. You can learn more about it. You can go through. Oh, yeah, podcast, William yeah I got to go through your podcast as well. That that um, I mean, this. <laughs> I wish we ha- we could have you um, every week. <laughs> there's this- a lot of info, a lot of info out there. But yeah, so my podcast does pretty well and keeps me busy and uh, I'm just working on other projects right now, trying to get them done by the end of the year. So that's kind of what I'm working on. Wow. So you're always working. seems like you're, you're a, a busy I, dude. So I, I, 
become we, kind we, of a full-time journalist. Yeah. I wasn't ever expecting to be in this position. I'm starting a publishing company too. So if anybody oh, no, wants to publish a book, send me an email. William Ramsey okay. at protonmail.com. I'm taking yeah. yeah. So it'll be William <laughs> Ramsey publishing. So that'll be a, Sorry. I'm fascinated. I know it's the end, but uh, what kind of got you into this? What uh, was this your original goal dream or is this something were you into something else before no, i, I kind of uh, was a lawyer and i washed out of that i wasn't very happy and then kind of was in real estate and i was always researching like i was really pissed angry at the media for just bungling so many stories <laughs> sure so it just resulted in like each one of those books is really kind of like me getting irritated or angry and saying this is the real story because i actually researched yeah. So then it just became like a enjoyable. It's very satisfying to put out a book and, and then people can just read it for them. Just like you, you can get a copy yeah. and read it for yourself at, during time. Like it's a very powerful yeah. instrument yeah. against propaganda. So, uh, so there's all yeah. like, this case is there just is. pure propaganda. So, uh, yeah, the the, the Westmouth three followers, they hate my guts. They, I've, oh. I've heard so <laughs> much stuff from them but uh, i'm still here I'm still going <laughs> i haven't changed my story i just kind of repeat it over and over again but i mean yeah. I literally, we could do a 10-hour show on the west memphis Street. oh easily and, and i'm interested too to see your youtube not like to hold you accountable or anything but just to see how it holds up you know eight nine years later i mean it, it's probably going to be uh, i imagine i'm going to see some foreshadowing <laughs> um but my, no, my, I, 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 I was just looking through it and like my johnny depp Damien Eccles and the De- Devil video that I made like nine years ago has 120,000 views. So people are interested in that. Yeah. See them kind of chat with each other. You know, it's crazy. But uh, no, it's fascinating that a lot of people don't. They're like, oh, what do you mean the West Memphis Three or the Satanic Panic? I, I'm like, oh, well, you know, let me let me show you something here. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's too much. But uh, thanks for having me. I got to run. Yeah. And if absolutely. you send me the audio, I'll post it and I'll post whatever link you got to. If yeah, you guys appreciate it. it or whatever, yeah. Well, William, and, and while we're on air, I'd really I'd like to personally apologize for interrupting. You. Accept. I, 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 okay. I just get excited with you. You're, you've been a great guest, and this has been fascinating. And I hope an, enough people that think what they shouldn't think will reevaluate everything after all of this. I do too. I hope that's the case too. All right, guys, take care. Like, thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you, you, William. Appreciate it. Yep. Hey, bye. Yeah. Bye-bye.